Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, And one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about AEW Dynamite from last night, and especially your new TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. Speaking of that TNT championship, we also speak to Sammy Guevara's opponent next week on Dynamite. Right now, Bobby Fish, all right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, you and I talk about um, about getting that younger talent over and getting that young younger talent to kind of be uh, the main event, to kind of be the must-see, to kind of be the wrestlers that you buy a ticket to see. And, and I think we saw it with Sammy Guevara at Double or Nothing uh, when he was with the Inner Circle. He was kind of the star of that entire main event segment at Double or Nothing, but then him being in the main event last night and beating Miro... I thought that was a pretty cool moment in Rochester, New York last night. Uh, it was a great moment. Um, one of the things that uh, I say on the show, much like rock and roll with wrestling, despite some of the things that might go wrong or might not make sense or are just blatantly wrong. And there's examples of all- that from last night too, but... Uh, yeah, and and they will always yeah. listen. Uh, you know, facts are facts, and it is what it is. There are more things blatantly "quote unquote" wrong with some of the psychology and work in AEW than there is really across the board. But the AEW fan base doesn't mind these things that are wrong or these mistakes or things that really shouldn't be done. All that matters is the response, because we always talk about pro wrestling as an art form, and everybody is going to look at the the art in a different way. Me and you could look at a Picasso on the wall that sells for $1 million, and I might think it's the shits, and you might think it's the most beautiful painting ever painted. That's the beauty of art. It's in the the eye of the beholder. Last night, you saw that crowd in Rochester go ballistic when Sammy was able to beat Miro. 
Um, Miro has been doing a great job as the TNT champion. I wish Miro defended the championship more often. Hopefully moving forward, as I've said in the past on this show, we see the TNT championship defended every, every single show. Now, I know that might be asking a little much with Dynamite and Rampage, but I'm hoping at least once a week the championship is defended. <clears throat> if you have a television championship and now you have two television shows that air on Wednesday and Friday, I'm sure in that three or four hours, because they're, you know, Rampage is doing two hours this week or whatever they might do two hours occasionally i'm sure at at the very least in the three hours you can dedicate a 15 minute segment to a tv championship being defended that's the credibility of the championship and if and, and sammy who obviously can go out there and work every single night should be able to defend it at 11 45 we're gonna have bobby fish join us on busted open and here's a guy that doesn't work for the company you saw dan lambert bitching and complaining during roads to the top about the fact that somebody from the outside is getting a shot before somebody on the inside and i think this is what keeps aew um fresh and new and different and keeps it uh fans on their toes that they're going to see somebody come in from the outside get an immediate shot i just just saw bobby fish a couple weeks ago at the ecw arena he's doing well should put up a hell of a uh, a challenge and a fight for sammy so i'm looking forward to seeing it and congratulations to sammy and miro is the best worker in he's in aew yeah he it's it's hard to argue that a few things from what you said bully and you bring up a lot of excellent points Number one, about the outsiders coming in. We saw that during the pandemic. You know, um, somebody who's been on this show a few times, Ricky Starks would be an example of somebody from the outside that came in, faced Cody, had a, had, a, had a great performance, gets himself signed, and now he's a part of the company. And they did that during the pandemic. And I thought that was one of the highlights of the show is seeing people from the outside bully you and I used to talk about who's going to be next who's the next guy and then when it was announced all right can they step up and put on a match where it's going to get noticed and then they they could possibly get signed I thought that was some of the the great highlights from AEW during the pandemic you can do that again now like you said with that TNT championship bully I agree with you a hundred percent Now that you have Dynamite for two hours and you have Rampage for an hour, that's three hours of TV that you have nationally each and every week. You can find a segment or two where you can have that TNT championship defended each and every week. And it's something to look forward to. Who is Sammy going to face this week? And you could do it on TNT. I mean, mean, you could do it on Dynamite or you could do it on Rampage. I know moving forward later on, uh, it's, you know, uh, Rampage is going to be on TNT and we're going to see um, Dynamite on TBS. But up until then, the both shows are on TNT. And you could always rename that championship, too. Like you said, it could be the AEW Television Championship. I love that. The other thing that you mentioned that is so true is Miro. They did a great job of building up Miro, then giving them that championship title, and then bringing Sammy Guevara in to beat Miro for that championship. I mean, they made Miro look like a beast. So, Bully, that... That title victory last night means something. How many times, Bully, have you said that, man, these titles don't really mean anything. These championship victories don't really mean anything. 
because, you know, it happens so much and these guys aren't built up. They did a good job of building up Miro that that title win meant a lot last night. AEW has an incredible opportunity right now to make a secondary championship mean more than just about any other secondary championship uh, in the world of pro wrestling. And when I say secondary championship, I'm not saying that uh, as a knock. It is what it is. You know, you have a world heavyweight championship is your number one championship, whether that's a man or a woman or a tag team. And then you have secondary championships. Now let's look at some of the secondary championships out there. You have your Intercontinental Championship, which has been a secondary championship that really hasn't meant anything in the longest time. Uh, you have the United States title. Like, what does the Intercontinental Championship mean anymore? What does the United States Championship uh, mean anymore? What does the North American Championship in NXT mean anymore? It's like, they really are just belts and championships for the sake of having belts and championships. And when people refer to them as props at time, I understand the argument and the point of view. Now, here's AEW with a television championship, meaning that you are a workhorse. <clears throat> you can go on either one of their TV shows every single week and out-wrestle anybody and everybody in the world, whether it's in AEW or outside of AEW, and constantly win. There's your credibility right there. And that's why AEW, Tony, needs to put Sammy on TV at least once a week on Dynamite or Rampage. Anything less than that, in my eyes, is a complete failure and a discredit to the championship or the worker, wrestler, performer holding it. You have the real estate. You have the TV time. Utilize it. And I love the idea of the outside guy, just like Cody was doing in the beginning. People are always going to be like, okay, who's next? Okay, who's next? Internally, you get a guy like Dan Lambert complaining, complaining, complaining. Hey, what about Sky? Hey, what about uh, Ethan Page? And by the way, Sky and Ethan Page, good night for them last night. Much better night than I've seen them have in a long time. And I'm going to tell you, what they could have done with that segment to put even more of a spotlight on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I'll tell you that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, Sammy, good good victory last night. Got the people on his side. Rochester was there. I want to see him defend the championship every week. Yeah, and we're going to see it next week with Bobby Fish. Also, too, with the secondary championship, Bowie, and I 100% agree with you. You know, back in the day, whoever held that intercontinental title, that was always going to, in my eyes, like the next guy. Like, that's, you know, that secondary championship. But this is the guy that's the future. This is the guy that some point in time is going to be the main event guy. I see that a little bit with Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is somebody that, hey, I'm TNT championship. But maybe Bully, a year down the road, a year and a half down the road, maybe he is challenging for the AEW World Championship. You're right. In the WWE right now, they have a lot of, what do they call them, those uh, contender matches. You know, they don't call them non-title matches anymore. They're contender matches. And we usually see the champion lose in those contender matches which doesn't do a lot for the champion. Like right now, the Intercontinental Champion is Nakamura. Nakamura is somebody that they really didn't do anything with for the longest time. So, hey, we're going to put a championship title on him. Maybe it gives them a little bit of juice until they decide to take the title off. I agree with you. This is a situation for AEW, and it looks like they may be 
going in that direction by the fact that it's Bobby Fish and it's going to be challenged next week. They might do just exactly what you're talking about, Bully. And I want to go out to the Twitter machine real quick. Uh, this guy, Gemini Hot Sauce, says, I love Sammy Guevara, and he should definitely be a champion in the future. But where was the chase against Miro? Why stop Miro's dominant run? It played out too quick. Here's the great thing about the television championship. If there was ever a, a championship out there that could flip-flop every single week, it's that one, and the credibility is never lost, ever. As a matter of fact, I think it adds intrigue to the show. <clears throat> People love to see championships change. They love to pop for the finish and see somebody new holding a, you know, holding that championship, especially a baby face if he's taking it off a heel like Sammy did last night with Miro. Television championship, you never know what's going to happen in that 15 minutes. Somebody catches a quick one, the title changes hands. <clears throat> I would love to see a championship change hands in one minute in a match. Could you imagine if Bobby Fish and Sammy Guevara went to go lock up next week and Bobby Fish caught him with an inside cradle, one, two, three, boom, and in one minute something happens? It's like, what the hell? It's so different. It's so outside of the box. And the next week, we get the immediate return match. And that's why you have, with the television championship, they should have immediate return matches. So you can flip-flop a championship, you keep anybody everybody on their toes. Anything can happen at any given time and you don't get you don't fall into this bog of okay, now this guy's got the belt. Now we have to build up this guy to chase this guy and then when do we get the blow off? No, let's keep it going. Let's have it change. Let you know let, let, let's you know let's create that 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 air of, you know, like I said, anything can happen on any, it's an any given Sunday type of mentality. I like it. And yeah, that's the one title where there doesn't need to be a story. There doesn't need to be a chase because like you said, Bully, if there's going to be challenges week in and week out, there isn't time to build a story and there isn't time to build a chase. Let's see what happens. And I love your idea too about surprises and shocks. Now I have to tune in every week because I don't want to miss anything. And by the way, Gemini Hot Sauce is phenomenal. So I really highly recommend Gemini Hot Sauce. That's actually a thing? Oh, yeah. Gemini Hot... I mean, that guy, he's a he's a frequent listener to Bust It Open, uh, the owner and uh, creator of Gemini Hot Sauce. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it's actually Gemini Crow Hot Sauce. Gemini Crow Hot Sauce. Phenomenal. Oh, all right. All right. See, so yeah. I gave him a shout out over there. Oh, yeah. Spicy yeah. Company. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Maybe I got to try some. I don't like hot stuff. It goes right through me. And then... <laughs> MMA Today. Dan Raphael joins us now. What will Manny Pacquiao most be remembered for, Dan? Being a great humanitarian in much in the way people recollect as great as a fighter, say, Muhammad Ali was. People recognize him as the things he did for the causes of social justice and that sort of stuff. So I think when it's all said and done, that may be what he's most remembered for. I don't think you can go wrong with choosing the fact that he's the only fighter in the history of this great sport to be a champion in eight different weight classes. MMA Today, Tuesdays through Thursdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I want to address something real quick. Three or four people already hit me up on social media on the Twitter machine about, oh, Bully, so you're saying you want the TNT TV championship to be like the 24-7 championship? No. The 24-7 championship is a comical type thing. What I'm talking about is having a TV championship where anything can happen because of any given challenger. You only have one week to prepare. Like if we look at Sammy Guevara, how is Sammy Guevara preparing for Bobby Fish since Sammy and Bobby... May, they have, may not have ever wrestled each other, don't know each other very well. So it's harder for Sammy to prepare for a guy like Bobby. Thus, Bobby can come in and catch Sammy with a fast one. It's a credible television wrestling match in which anything can happen because you're not necessarily familiar with the opponent. Same thing could have happened when Cody defended against Eddie Kingston. So no, I'm not trying to make it a comical title like you people are implying on social media. I'm actually trying to make it more credible than just about any championship because you're defending it all the time. And because you are defending it all the time, anything can happen. And you know what? The word credible. I mean, when you talk about the 24-7 championship, there's nothing credible about that championship because it's just a joke. And it's an ongoing joke that's been lasting, I think, in my opinion, way too long. This is completely the opposite. Like Bully said, the word credible shines because you're defending it all the time. But also, I think the biggest thing, Bully, is what you just said. Like, how does Sammy Guevara prepare? 
hey, if he's facing all these people, this forbidden door, and he can face anybody from anywhere, how do you prepare as a champion? Hey, Kenny Omega gets to prepare for his pay-per-view championship matches for a lengthy period of time. He gets to know those wrestlers. Sammy Guevara doesn't have that option, which makes that championship title one of the most credible championships in all of pro wrestling. Uh, speaking of credible, a great win for Adam Cole with not the most you know decent way of getting there. He's obviously a heel kicked to the groin in order to gain that advantage to be Jungle Boy. And I keep, but what you say always rings in my ears. And maybe it's past this point with Jungle Boy. And it's about, you know, going over and getting over. Once again, Jungle Boy was able to get over without going over last night. Jungle Boy is definitely one of these wrestlers with AEW where it's like his time is about to come. When it's going to happen, I don't know. But he's almost there. And it's been a slow build to get to that point. Jungle Boy is definitely on his way, and you're, you know, you're talking about his time is going to come. Well, his time should come because of slow and steady winning the race. If you keep putting Jungle Boy in situations like last night where he can have a really strong match against an Adam Cole, but still wind up on the losing end, he's going to get over within losing. This is what I talk about all the time in the show where you do not have to win. Winning doesn't mean everything. Getting over will always be more important than going over. Yes, eventually you have to go over and get a couple of wins under your belt, but it's not as important as you think. So jungle, the, the, the Jungle Boy slow burn is definitely working. Top of the show, I talked about some of the things that AEW does wrong. And, and most of the times it comes down to officiating and just the prostitution of moves and scenarios in which are just so unrealistic that they should have thought twice about doing them. The wrestlers should have thought twice, but more importantly, the veteran agent should have thought twice for the wrestler. Last night, there was a scenario, I believe, towards the end of the match where Jungle Boy did a running Rana off of the apron to Adam Cole, in which Adam Cole bumped onto the floor. And before you knew it, they were back in the ring within a transition, and Adam Cole is hitting a super kick on Jungle Boy. It's like these moves are just thrown out the window. I'm not saying that the move should not be done, but you have to register and sell this thing appropriately. Like if they would have stayed outside until a nine count, Milk the count, then get in, then sell as you're getting in the ring, and then get into the transition of the super kick. Listen to what I'm saying, people. It's not about not doing the move. You want to do your Rana, do your Rana. You want to do your super kick, do your super kick. But for the love of God, please sell these moves appropriately. Don't burn through them. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, Bully, it was the Hurricane Rana, and then he did the Samoan drop, and then he went for the pinfall, and then like almost immediately Cole hit him uh, with the super kick. I, I agree with that. Let's let's control the pacing a little bit. You know, Hurricane Rana is a big deal. You know, a Samoan drop is a big deal. I'm not saying you that you have to get the pinfall there, and obviously it didn't happen in the match last night, but there needs to be a little time 
to register here because if you're using it just as another chain move to get to that next move, that's a problem because these these are usually moves that lead to a finish of a match. So there has to be a little bit of registering, especially bully within when it spills outside the ring. Let it get let it get near to the ten count. Let there be a little time in between because selling is the is the big art that's a part of pro wrestling. You need that art in order to get these matches to the next level. Another thing that they did last night in their match, and I really, really liked the match. I thought it was a great way to start the show. I thought everybody won in that match. Obviously, the fans won because it was such a, a fun match to watch. But another moment in time. How big is Adam Cole? He's not big at all. Jungle Boy, bigger or smaller than Adam Cole? He's taller, that's for sure. Bigger. He is bigger. You think he's bigger than Adam Cole? <clears throat> yes. Perception-wise, is he bigger? Or are they about the same size? Probably about the same size, perception-wise. My point is this. A po at a point in the match, I believe that Jungle Boy hit Adam Cole with a clothesline. And Adam Cole took that inside-out 360 bump. As if a man my size had hit Adam Cole with the clothesline. What's the purpose of taking that inside-out bump for a guy that's your size? Save that for a guy that's bigger, <clears throat> like a Miro, so yeah. that when you do get hit with that clothesline, that 360 inside-out bump looks realistic. Not, just to, not doing it just to do it, just because it looks pretty. It doesn't mean anything. These are the little things I wish that they would pay more attention to because it would make their good product great. It would make their good matches great. It would make their good characters great. This is the attention to detail I wish AEW would pay more attention to. This is the tightening of the screws. This is where the producers and the agents have to put their foot down and go, listen, guys, yes, if you want to do something, just make sure it makes sense. And that's all I got. I, I agree with you, Bully, because I think now, you know, we're going on two years. They're going on their two-year anniversary now. Uh, they're unopposed on Wednesdays, and they're unopposed on Fridays when they're on on Fridays as well. They're not in a competition where they have to have this uh, breakneck pace to their matches and to their show. Uh, now they can start settling in, and I think they need to start settling in right now. Now, Bully... You know, the AEW fan might say, we don't want that settled-in product. But I think for long-term and for long-term storytelling, you need to. Bully, I didn't think about it until you just said it. Why do that? That that should be for if you're getting hit by a Miro or a Lance Archer. That's the type of, what uh, you know, the type of display that would happen after a clothesline from somebody with that size and somebody that big. Not a Jungle Boy. And, you know, I think long term, they're going to have to start settling in because I still bully. Tell me if I'm wrong. They still feel like they're in that breakneck speed when it comes to their shows and their performances. There, there are times, bully, and you've said it here on the air where they seem to have slowed things down, especially with the formatting and the flow of the shows. And I think they have from segment to segment. They don't rush the segments like they did about six months ago. But now they have to have that same mentality with some of the matches. And then you're right. Somebody's got to explain, hey, that looked good. 
Now is not the time to use that. Let's use that when you're with another opponent that's bigger and has greater size. I agree with you on that, Bully. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, I do believe that they have done a better job. And this is a this is goes on Tony. Because Tony would be directly responsible for this. I think Tony has better done a better job with the pacing of the show. With taking just a couple of things out so we can digest things just a little bit better. I like the balance of veteran to younger talent. I like the way they use their vignettes and their backstage segments. Much better on that part. You can see them. But when it comes to the in-ring, the boys are always going to want to go a mile a minute. You know how I know? Because I always wanted to go a mile a minute. I get it. What we're at, what, but I learned. And how did I learn? It's by listening to veterans. And I didn't have to have the veteran tell me a hundred times. If I respected the veteran who was giving me the advice, I listened very quickly. So instead of uh, breaking three tables in a match, the veteran would tell me, why don't you just break one table in the match and make that one table mean something? Then I would put the table in the finish and it would mean more than anything else. I'm just giving a little example. No, it, it makes sense because we see that in the world of sports, like in the NFL. A player doesn't want to get pulled out of the game and go onto this island. They want to play the entire game. But the coach, and that's the coach's job, is like, no, you're coming out of the game because I we won this game. I need you for the hell with your stats. I, I need you for next week, so I need to keep you fresh and I got to make sure you don't get injured it's the same thing here you could tell the same kind of story and you still have the same kind of outcome and honestly bully you're gonna get the same kind of reaction from the crowd in that match it, did that make a difference in the match did that change the course of the match did that change the outcome of the match? absolutely not so it was unnecessary so let's use it when it absolutely is necessary to use it in the match I have been a producer or an agent for many matches over the past, I don't know, uh, whatever, 15 years that uh, when I started helping guys out with matches. I've been the producer or an agent of matches that would absolutely blow you away where you'd be like, wow, that, that was you who put that together? And it doesn't even matter what those matches were. My point is this. If I was the producer last night for Cole and Jungle Boy, here's I'll take you into the process of how I like to do it. I would go to them and go, guys, this is what Tony wants tonight. Blah, blah, blah. I'll talk to you in two hours. Meaning, now I'll let them put together what they think is the right story in the ring based on Tony's vision for the match. Then come back to them and go, okay, guys, what do you got? They'll ask a bunch of questions. I'll answer them. Then they would tell me their whole match. I would, now we kind of trim the fat, cut and paste. Hey, maybe this will work here, this will work. Then I would leave them alone again and then come back for what's called like the final edit. And this is where I would want to know anything that they had planned, every little thing. So now I could think, okay, is this being registered properly? Is this being sold properly? Are they telling the right story? Are they following Tony's vision? Are they going into business for themselves? And then they would have said, okay, right here, Bubba, then we're going to hit that inside out clothesline. And I would have went, whoa, wait, you're the same size. Why would you hit an inside out clothesline? Well, Bubba, I'm going to hit the ropes and hit him with a really hard one. You don't need the inside out clothesline. 
save that for when it's going to mean more for a guy of different size and stature. Because now when somebody takes you off your feet and you turn around like that, you will be putting over their size. And then when we got to the Rana off of the apron down to the floor, I would say, okay, fine. Make sure you stay there until the referee gets to nine and then both crawl in at the same time. But when you crawl in, stay on the cell. Struggle to get back up to your feet. You, Cole, you use one side of the ropes. Page, uh, uh, um, Jungle Boy, you use the other side. I'm sorry, pay, uh, uh, Adam Cole, baby. Cole and, uh, and Jungle Boy. Crawl up, crawl up. And then as you're coming back to get up, wham, there's that desperation super kick. I've taken, I've taken everything that they've wanted to do and I just made sense of it for the credibility and the psychology of the match. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Bobby, how are you this morning? Dave, I'm doing good. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you gentlemen. How, how are you two doing? I mean, we're great. And I got to say, last night I'm watching Roads to the Top. I look at social media. You're calling out Sammy Guevara and bam! During a commercial break on the reality show, you know, the match is official uh, for next week. So a pretty cool way to do business last night, Bobby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad you appreciated it. I thought you might. Um, yeah, it, uh, it worked out pretty well. Bobby, how did. did you how did you get your name into the hat first over here? How did you become first in line for uh, Sammy's television championship? Well, so I'm home watching AEW just like everybody else, and I, I see this thing go down, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, fortune favors the bold, and that title and this mustache 
would look friggin' fantastic together. And I'm like, listen, I can either sit on my hands here and do nothing, or I can put my name in the ring, so to speak, and, and see what happens. So that's what I did, Bully Ray. And, and it definitely worked out. You know, outside of my appearance on Roads to the Top, it was the highlight of the show, I thought, Bully. I don't know if you agree or not. But uh, also, when speaking about Bobby Fish, we, we got to talk about MLW, MLW Fightland in Philly this Saturday, Bully, at the old ECW Arena. Um, tickets are still available. Go to MLW.com. So uh, this is a big, big uh, outing for you, Bobby. So what's it like? you know, being able to do some new things and being a part of MLW. It's friggin' awesome. Um, I, I specifically uh, wanted to do the Opera Cup. Um, the level of talent and in it is uh, amazing, you know, um, and it caters, I think, very much to a, a style that I'm very familiar with. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm just looking forward to um, to mixing it up with, with everybody in in MLW and in, in the Opera Cup, uh, looking not not looking past anything but but Saturday at this point, you know. Bobby, I saw you about two weeks ago in the ECW arena. We chatted for a while. It was great to see you. You seemed like you're in a great place mentally. You you uh, thank you, brother. Uh, you look good. I watched your match. Uh, everything seems to be going really well for your breath of fresh air. Tell me about that moment that you kind of knew you were leaving NXT and tell me how you feel about now moving into MLW and now get this big match against Sammy with AEW. I feel like I was ready in my career for a, for a fresh coat of paint, so to speak. And, and here we are, you know, and it, it wasn't like orchestrated and I, I didn't like seek it out. It, some things fell into place and it, it just, you know, it's, it's happened and I have this kind of new lease on my wrestling life and I can't wait to go at this thing, you know, guns blazing and, and Saturday will, will be, um, will be the start of that. Um, I feel like I've kind of already got that ball rolling, but we're ready to, ready to keep it rolling and kind of accelerate everything. And then the one hour of MLW Fightland will be uh, appearing on Vice Thursday, October 7th, immediately after uh, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, the big main event, Alex Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatu, uh, champion versus champion. And, and Bobby, like right now, probably more than ever in the pro wrestling business is opportunities. You know, Bully and I talk about it on this show, and this is an exciting time. So if there were was there ever a time to make a move, this probably would be the perfect time to do it. I couldn't agree more. Um, I was a little out of touch with what was um, this atmosphere because I've been, you know, where I was for about four years and you kind of lose touch with some of this. So to get reacquainted with it and to realize the amount of opportunity that you just spoke about, Dave, um, man, it is exciting as all hell. Bobby, if you pin Sammy Guevara, life changes for you in an instant. Are you prepared for something like that? That's the plan, man. I mean, I, like I said, I looked at that title, and I, I got this mustache, and they would look great together, and the only way to take that from him, him is to go and take it from him. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, you know, Bobby, and I don't know if I've had the opportunity to do it because it was such a long time ago. We're talking about seven years ago, maybe. 
Uh, but I have to apologize for a time that I was interviewing you and I actually ran off in the middle of the interview, Bully, and you'll appreciate this. It was just before WrestleMania 31 in Texas. And uh, Doug and I were doing the show and I was interviewing Bobby Fish at, at a party just before WrestleMania. And I saw David Manning bully the former referee for world-class championship wrestling across the tent. And I actually stopped interviewing Bobby fish so I could go meet David Manning. So Bobby, I, I'm sure you don't remember that, but let me apologize to you seven years later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't remember it. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bobby, you believe this guy over here? He ran off very from and then he des- <laughs> then he decides to bring it up seven years later as if you remembered him. It was That's very how unprofessional. Big his ego is. It That's was very unprofessional of me. And to pull back the curtain before we came on the show today, he's like, "Oh man, I can't wait to tell Bobby Fish the story about what I That's ran not off true. from the." Oh yes, it story. Is. It's an apology. You lie, Bobby now. Fish, now and lying. his mustache. The truth. <laughs> I accept your apology, but who, I mean, who is this guy? Like, my girlfriend ignores me all the time. <laughs> so does Dave's wife. Right, you think I lose sleep over that? <laughs> hey, man, it was unprofessional, and I wanted to apologize because, man, I'm looking at you right now uh, with MLW coming up uh this Saturday at the 2300 Arena, the old ECW Arena. Tickets still available at MLW.com, and that's going to appear October 7th, Thursday, immediately after Dark Side of the Ring on Vice. And, Bobby, we might be talking to you the next time you the new TNT champion for AEW. So, seriously, Bobby, congratulations, and we hope we get to talk to you soon as a champion, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is the plan. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.